Hey, it's JL, and um, today I want to bring you a kind of like a precursor to a lot of the conversations that I'm going to be having with people um, throughout this year, etc. God seems to be up to something in His church and has been, I'd probably say, probably for the past 10 years specifically that I have noticed in my in the Christian life and all I can put it back to is that there's been this kind of interesting redefinition or reclarification what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so um, I am honored to be part of these conversations. But in this episode specifically, I've titled it The Revolution Has Begun because um, there is more forward movement in, in this and and this unrest, this holy unrest is being addressed and is being recognized by people, but also being addressed by Jesus. So as you listen to this, let it challenge you, but also it's a precursor for conversations that we're going to be having. And so I might refer to it in, in later episodes, uh, but um, I just hope that you're encouraged by it. And um, I won't have an outro for, for this episode, but... Um, you know what, after it, I want to encourage you to just binge onto whatever it is that comes after that. I and mean, you can always, always also go back and listen to some of the conversations that I've had previously with different people. The stuff we've spoken about mental health, we've spoken about pain, we've spoken about suffering, we've spoken about the atonement, we've spoken about following Jesus in a post-Christian society, we've spoken about the Bible. There are so many topics, um, identity included, that are... Um, cataloged pretty much back um, all the way back to uh, I think 2018 um, so I hope you enjoy if you're new if you are returning thank you as well and um, I look forward to releasing more and more of this stuff and don't worry we will also get Bunny back uh, we've been under isolation he's an older um, mentor and, um, and 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 father-like figure for me so um, as you are aware with the COVID-19 stuff, <clears throat> older people are more at risk and so we haven't been able to meet, but I look forward to many more conversations. He's been releasing a few things that I would love for him to just give us a little bit more explanation on, on practical wisdom and things like that. So look forward to that, look forward to me um, speaking and trying to come up with a um <laughs> an understanding of what my head is going through as well and um yeah so wherever you're at i hope this is blesses this is blessing you and um i look forward to seeing you or you look maybe forward to <laughs> hearing from me okay without further ado let's jump into it hey guys hope you're well australia here and um I'm just wanting to come in and introduce to you a kind of a new, new way of where I am um, taking this, uh, this, this, and these conversations, um, and with people that I'm having. And it has, I mean, while we've been in uh, in isolation, while I've been locked away and shut away one from another and from the greater. Um, and larger community there's been a lot of time to think and for for myself part of the biggest concern that I would say that I had with the locking away or the removal from communities that a lot of people's 
mental health space wasn't going to be, there were not going to be a lot of people coping well. Um, not only that, one of the things that we have seen and um, that also worried a lot of the police, some of the police um, that I was been speaking to was that there would be a rise in things like domestic violence, there'd be a rise in um, more unruly, call it unruly behavior, but behind the doors of people's homes, um, people w will have to face, would have had to face themselves. For for Christians, um, one of the things that that's uh, been part of the conversations that I've that I've been having is that we are most likely to see people's people's faith dwindle, um, get challenged quite heavily, and their walk with Jesus go on a on a journey that that is probably less reliant on other people being there. And part of the question that has been coming up as a result of that is, can we still be following Jesus when we're not connected to community, forcefully not connected to community? Because I, I'm, I'm not so much of an advocate of self-disconnection from community. Uh, Jesus calls us into family, and family consists of people. So, however, you have instances where people are forced out of the community that they can be part of in order to grow, in order to learn, and in order to develop their identity in Christ. But it is still possible to follow Jesus. And so that's been part of the conversation. Um, part of the concern has been that the faith that we sometimes develop is too reliant on people being around for us to actually follow Jesus. And sometimes times like these are good testing grounds for that to be strengthened and to become more and to be and for our roots to go deeper into the love of God, even while we're in isolation. And so with things reopening, at least in Australia, if that's where you're listening from, with things reopening, I think that there is a choice. There are challenges that we have to face and we have to perhaps have come out of this time with a renewed resilience and a renewed focus on what is actually important and not think that we can get back to normal because normal has been taken away. And whether it's now or in the near future for all of us, we will realize that the normal that we thought that we had it's not the normal that we can go back to. So in this time, my hope is that for myself and for you who is listening, we have had time to realize what it is that God is saying is important and to not put that to the side as we're heading into this new season and whatever this looks like. Um, that our faith and our trust is in Jesus and we're following him. One of the other things as well <clears throat> that's been part of many conversations that I've been having and I'm sensing is maybe part of what Holy Spirit is wanting to bring up and to help people to explore, all of us to explore, maybe especially my generation, is that there is a moment of unrest 
that is on all of us. We can feel it. It, inside, it is inside of our souls. And it's not just because we're itching for something different, but because the unrest in the human soul that we are all sensing and feeling, um, it usually makes itself known when we've looked for answers that cannot satisfy it, when we've looked for answers elsewhere, when we've looked to make life systems about what will not liberate the soul like Jesus does, when we looked outside of Jesus as the answer for the state of our souls. Now, if you are living anywhere like Australia or <clears throat> anywhere like America, um, any country that is called a developed nation, you know that there are things that are plaguing um, our current society, things like anxiety, things like substance abuse, addictions, that we can't quite seem to find a way around and we are instead finding more ways to label and to and really to find excuses uh, not so much that knowing what something is is a wrong thing but we we seem to not be going beyond that and we don't seem to be able to see that the human problem cannot be fixed by human means we perhaps have placed our faith in our systems and systems that cannot in the long run sustain the reality that our souls are not satisfied by man-made means, but only in Jesus do they find satisfactions. Now, a lot of people seem to be dissatisfied with a lot of things lately. And l l before we actually continue that conversation, and before you listen to any more episodes or podcasts that will come out however they come out whenever they come out from here on um, i want you to take a self-inventory let's not get ahead ourselves and think that with the newness and with this new way of thinking and with this us with the, with us searching for better answers because the systems and the ways and the models of the past have not been able to sustain have not been able to answer the questions there is not a there, there's not let's not give ourselves too much merit in this pursuit here's what i mean by that i mean that we must make sure that we honor the is the history and affirm every single person that has worked that has sacrificed that has put their lives into making sure that we are set up to be able to find something um, find find the 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 next steps of Jesus in this season and in this era that uh, we 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 make sure that we're not dishonoring the past. We're not speaking against the, those that have gone ahead of us because in their time God spoke to them as He did for that time in order for them to make a mark and to make a difference. Then and so it must be said that while we are following Jesus for now and we're following his ways for now, that does not discount what Jesus did through those that have come before us. And so just because the way of old, the older way ha is not working, Jesus as the way is always at work and is always relevant. And it doesn't mean that he has abandoned or he did something wrong through the generations that have gone before us. 
They've set us up for this moment right now. Without their sacrifices and effort, we don't have what we have right now. So let's be grateful. Let's be praying and encouraging those that have gone before us that are still here, that perhaps have been discouraged themselves, that perhaps don't uh, are, are feeling hopeless and are feeling maybe that what they've put their life to didn't quite work out. Let's encourage them and be an encouraging model to them to reach out for Jesus as well because they need him as much as we do. It's a story that comes back as I reflect on this is the story of Jesus going towards um, Jairus' daughter after his call to come and heal her. And, and maybe that's the cry of our hearts right now for Jesus to come in and to heal a um, a young generation that has been afflicted with sickness and is near unto death. And we also have the woman with the flow of blood that has been bleeding for 12 years that comes through the crowd and reaches out and touches Jesus. So not only does Jesus stop the flow of blood in this woman who's reaching out to her by faith, who's of an older generation, but he doesn't stop there. He also goes and still revives Jairus' daughter. Jesus is here for us, and he's here for the previous generation. He's not confined, and just because we need to find a new way does not mean that Jesus has given up on those that have come before us. So let's be really careful with that as we move on to these next conversations as we're exploring what is Jesus saying for now, what is he saying for us to pick up, what is he saying for us to put down. We need him. We need Jesus. We need him to be unfiltered and loose upon lives like has not been before. We need to seek and hunger for his kingdom to come and be established here on earth and his will to be done. There is no other way that's going to work for the human condition turn on the news and we in the western world as well as the rest of the world are suffering and it is not it is not because good people are not doing anything it is because we need a savior because our souls are corrupt our souls are dead and they need to come to life there is no other way no other truth and no other life than Jesus said, so we must become convinced that he is the answer. Because God's, God's answer for us is, always was, and always will be Jesus. As we approach the revelation of who he is, we must approach it with a very real sense, like Peter did. This is, where I, this is why I am saying um, to be careful how we approach this next whatever it is and to not grow arrogant. When, when Jesus has the transfiguration, Peter wants to build a tent. So we must not approach it the, uh, like Peter, but we must be really intentional in knowing that we too are at risk of turning and, and, and having the same response that Peter had to the amazing revelation of Jesus right there and then. So we're most likely going to want to build our version of what a tent is going to look like to put a structure over what God and a model and a system so that we can try and replicate whatever it is God is doing without actually letting, letting him do what he wants to do, letting, letting him 
make what he wants to do last as long as he wants it to last. And when he is ready to move on to whatever the next thing is, however it comes, to move with him. To not put God in a box, to not try and fit him into our ideas, but to follow him. This is not easy. It's never been easy because we have a lot of history of us trying to create tents around what God is is wanting to do and so he moves on and we kind of catch up a little bit later after too many other people have been hurt by our by our tents and our models we try and catch up a little bit later and go oh maybe god has taken one more step forward um, into doing a new thing into making new ways in a desert that we find ourselves in because it's dried up around us And so let's not grow arrogant because we too will want to build versions of tents and try to camp in a moment that God has not determined to be camped at. As we find our way forward, let's seek his kingdom and be subject to him. Otherwise, we will build more tents. We will build more models. We will build more systems to try and replicate and create a factory Um, and manufacture what God was wanting to do now and not necessarily wanting to do tomorrow. If we keep on building tents and factories, we're most likely to come and break them down after they've hurt too many more lives than we intended them to ever harm. So as we speak up, as you hear these conversations, may they be in humility but with boldness and with the with great care that none of us, including me, including me saying this and bringing this up, none of us are actually perfect as, so perfect as not to miss something along the way. We are all, can I encourage you, we are all under the submission. We are all submitted and under the authority of Jesus Christ, his word and his Holy Spirit and the community and the tradition of the church. We are not our own authority. That's lawlessness, that is sinful. I am under authority and I, at some point, will get something wrong, will get some some interpretation of the Bible wrong and will probably model it wrong and will probably lead others to live in a life that is um, not quite in line with the Bible and in those spaces and in those moments I trust my brothers and sisters to call me up on it because I need them to and I cannot be so arrogant we cannot be so arrogant as to think that because we've found a different way we've seen the transfiguration type moment that we are custodians of something um, that God couldn't have trusted to anybody else. No, God chooses whom he will reveal himself to. And we can never grow so arrogant and so um, puffed up as to think that we are the center of the universe. Instead, we are privileged. So read your Bibles. Bring yourself under its submission. Wherever we err, wherever we turn to the side, wherever we have 
not followed Jesus, may we come back under submission no matter how much influence or we have or don't have, no matter how no matter how much power we have or do not have, we still have an authority that is higher than any authority here on earth. And his name is Jesus, under whom everything has been placed into submission. So I'm excited. I'm excited about what and where God is leading us and leading us into what he's going to reveal, how he's going to revolutionize life as we know it, how Christianity itself is going to change and be transformed to become more and more and more what Jesus intended it to become. Because as has been said a number of times, Jesus is coming back for a blameless and spotless bride. My encouragement to you is as we're heading into these as we're heading into um, these conversations that we're going to be having, is to take it, take it with a grain of grain of salt. Go back to the Bible. Go back to your community. Go back to your pastors. Speak to them and ask them, "Hey, what's happening here? Um, how is Jesus being being followed by people? Are we are we not just doing?" Um, and, and, and perpetrating a form of godliness without power. And he said, are we coming under the grace of God, leading people under the grace of God to be and to make disciples of Jesus who obey his commandments? So that's my encouragement. And as we continue these conversations, we are going to be talking about things that perhaps have been misunderstood and referring um, to to parts of our Christianity and our following of Jesus and apprenticeship to Jesus that perhaps we've gotten wrong and as we continue to live and lead our lives in that way, we are not just deceiving others but deceiving ourselves and missing out really on the joy, on the joy that is to be following Jesus free from everything that we try to, to gain via means that will never, ever, ever satisfy. So may you find Jesus more. May you go deeper. May you go further. And uh, I look forward to the conversations.